The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. sure before but but now I know now I know now for those attending God will again service for the first time you are welcome praise the Lord and um, don't wait for any particular obviously God is already I mean um, delivering people laying his hands upon people already praise the name of the Lord God works with us instantly silently and and completely. We welcome the Internet Church. You're welcome, and um, God will lay his hands upon you as well. Um, we welcome God's Favorite House, Cape Town, joining us um, over the Internet Live. Um, let's, let's welcome them. Now we're excited that they're joining us. Okay, fantastic. We welcome God's Favorite House, Calabar. Where's Ikeja? Are you here or there? Okay. Welcome Ikeja. We welcome Ikoyi. We welcome Ibejuleki. And of course, we welcome Canada. Um, when they wake up, they will, they will watch the sex. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So today, as you know, this is actually the first part of a three-part series on create. The three-part series is starting today. And part one, God is saying, prophesy. Son of man, prophesy. In part two, next week, God is saying, occupy. <laughs> occupy. <laughs> and part three, I will tell you about that. <laughs> I stick it more than the time. You don't want to miss next week. Anyway, here we are today. So, our text is from Ezekiel 37, the classic story of dry bones coming alive. Ezekiel 37, 1 to 10. Ezekiel 37, 1 to 10. Since the, the hand of the Lord came upon me, the hand of the Lord will come upon you. 
Now, say amen as if you made it. And brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley. And they were not just very many, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, mortal. Another translation says, mere dust. Can these bones live? I answered, you, O Lord God, you know. Wise man. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, all dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath into you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. He says, so I prophesied as I had been commanded and as I prophesied suddenly there was a noise a rattling and bones came together in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth as you prophesy today and as prophecies been said over you there will be a noise there will be a rattling there will be a sorting there will be an arrangement there will be a pairing there will be a joining And I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, the second time, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, prophesy, mere dust, prophesy, mortal. The emphasis is on the Frailty of the vessel of prophecy on how it's just dust. Praise the name of the Lord. And say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded. And the and the come on. Good. And the breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet a vast multitude an exceeding great army. By the time God is done with you you will be standing on your feet. Amen. You will be occupying territories. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 
You know, when it comes to the supernatural, there's a lot sometimes, a lot of misconception. There are people, they have their different ideas. Some people say, oh, yeah, the supernatural does not exist. Oh, it's just a figment of our imagination. Many times, people just take what is being handed down to them. But you see, you don't even need to look far to know that the supernatural exists. If you claim that you have to see everything before you believe it, then I invite you to join a live, to touch a live cable that has current, which you cannot see the current, but you will be a believer. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> You'll be a believer immediately. So, so you, you, you need to understand that the supernatural controls the physical. You have to be an active participant in the supernatural. Nothing is under down. Listen, if you the things you have now have been secured by God for you. The things you have lost is the enemy that has come. But today, there will be full restoration in Jesus' name. Amen. You need to shred every man-made idea of, of how the supernatural works and just follow God's word. Just follow God's word. People say some very, very cute and clueless things. You know? Very, very cute and clueless. That um, um, speaking in tongues... It's not real. It's fake. So let me, let me tell you a quick story. Do you have time for stories? <laughs> tell you a quick story? So a man had three daughters. And he used to send them to church. You know, he stays at home on Sunday. You know, that's when daddy reads newspaper, you know, crosses his legs. And, and the daughters obviously were filled with the Holy Ghost. And it was like, what are they doing? They're just saying rubbish. So one day, a service like this, the daughters prevailed on their dad. Like some of you have been prevailed upon to be here today. Oh, you have to come to church. You have to come to church. Okay, daddy came to church. The word of God, of course, hit daddy in a way that he had not seen before. He gave his life to Jesus. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit instantly. He started speaking in tongues. Then when he got home, he said, ah, ah, he owe you. Chief, so, so, and so. You are saying rubbish. You better advise yourself. So he, he said, he, he ignored it. Then, you know, God has a sense of humor. Then, Chief, so, so, and so, was kidnapped. Was kidnapped. And, long story short, it was on the ritual altar. The herbalists were so, they believed in their powers so much, they didn't even tie him up. And they were doing their stuff, preparing whatever they were doing. And something said to, to Chief, a Chief O, that after all, now, nobody can laugh at you. You have nothing to lose. 
Why don't you try it? So Chifo started speaking in tongues under his breath. After a while, courage came. He started speaking in tongues out loud. They ran to stop him. He turned to them. They ran back. So, so, so the ones that was to be sacrificed jumped off from the altar and was chasing the people that... Now, tell me. Then Chifo goes to the club, Ikoyi Club, to swim the following Monday. Then his friends are abusing um, Christ. And they say all this talking in tongues means nothing. What would Chifo say? Chifo would say, you're for Juba. Which means, come and touch the live wire. So people say certain, a lot of things that are cute but clueless. Listen to a, a radio program, you know, very nice guy, you know, presenter. He was saying, oh, that I follow Jesus, I don't worship Jesus. And people too were saying all sorts of rubbish. And I, I was like, wow. If you really follow Jesus, just keep following him. You will eventually worship him. You will eventually worship him. The disciples, he, 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 the disciples, they got to, they saw the storm. He calmed the storm by themselves. They fell on their face. What manner of man is this? What manner of man is this? And everywhere Jesus was worshipped, he did not turn it down. When angels are worshipped, they turn it down. They say, don't worship us. We are servants. Everywhere Jesus was worshipped, he accepted it. So if you follow Jesus long enough, you will worship Jesus. And Jesus teaches us and he says to us, like we learned last week, that when you pray, three things have to be in place. When you pray, when you come to engage the supernatural, when you come for a service like this to, to change things in the spiritual, number one, believe. When you pray, believe. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must what? Must believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, when you pray, believe. Number two, when you pray, forgive. Forgive. Make up your mind today that you are forgiving everyone that upset you. Look, listen, it is not worth robbing you of your blessing. They've upset you already. They've hurt you already. You might as well let them go so that you can receive all that God has for you. Praise the name of the Lord. You might as well receive your healing. Someone said that when you give, you get wealthy. When you forgive, you get healthy. And it's so true. You get healthy physically. You get healthy spiritually. Nothing can stop the life in you when your heart is void of bitterness. Nothing. Nothing. It's, it will be uncageable. It will be unstoppable. And that's what God has for you today. So you have come today. Believe. 
You have come today, number, number two, forgive. And three, go straight. When you've come to engage the supernatural, say, use your voice, use your words, engage your vocal cords. Your words control the supernatural in your favor. It, it is your word that controls the supernatural. It is what you say that shapes things, that takes your right and makes it your reality. It's your words. Your words. And in the, in the creative process, you know, the first step, the very first step in the creative process, this year, God is going to give you creative ideas. Amen. You will have unprecedented creative energy Amen. to bring things to pass in the name of Jesus. But the first step in the creative process is prophesy. That's the first step, which is why we are starting with prophesy. It's to prophesy. It's the first step in the creative process. Prophesy. Prophesy. Even in the natural, because man is, is a spirit. Man doesn't create anything without first prophesying it. No building is built without the architect prophesying it. In fact, they even write the vision down and make it plain in diagrams. They prophesy it. They prophesy it. When even doctors, when they want to perform surgeries, they say, they, they say this is what I'm going to do. 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 Every creative endeavor in sports, every team has a strategy and they prophesy it. We are going to hold them and we're going to hit them on the counter. It's the strategy. They prophesy it. And if they have enough creative energy, they will bring it to pass. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is how God works. And that's how God works. In Amos chapter 3, verse 7. From verse 7. In Amos 3, it says, Surely the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secrets, his plans to his servant, the prophet. The lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? His prophets can't help but prophesy. So God doesn't do a thing without revealing it to his children. And because it's in them, the word becomes like fire in them. They begin to talk about it. They begin to prophesy it. So before God can do anything, he needs his people to speak forth what he wants to do before he does it. Every time. Everything God wants to do in your life. Today, you will receive the creative energy to prophesy them into reality. In the mighty name of Jesus. The enemy works in the same way, obviously. He copies everything God does. But he doesn't do it well. Because he's a loser. It, it, it tries to, before the enemy can afflict people, he always strikes them with fear. He always prophesies what he wants to do. He always says, ah, you know you are not coming back on this journey. That is a negative prophecy. So what you should do, you should stand and cancel it and say, in the name of Jesus, I will go and I will come back. If you let it lie, you're asking for trouble. 
if you ask if people are really aware enough, even the challenges they're having, it started with the enemy prophesying evil. But I have good news for you today. Every negative pronouncement of the enemy will come to nothing. In the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 10. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, Take counsel together and it shall come to naught. Speak the word and it shall not stand. For God is with us. Speak the word and it shall not stand. For God is with us. There are things that have been prophesied negatively against your destiny. They are going to be canceled today. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes. Oh yes. There are things that have been prophesied by the enemy. I I, I shared with you one, you know, against myself and God canceled it. Praise the Lord. They are, I mean, we want to take the territory. The enemy will tell us we can't take it. You know? The Kapak land that we wanted, is the land, the Kapak, the additional land to this. You know? The enemy used several voices to tell me, forget it. It's not going to happen. Be reasonable. You are so stubborn. What kind of human being are you? You are just, I said, I just, I just want to believe God. Is that a crime? God says, something is yours, you take it. Guess what? There's still very much hand to be possessed. Secret, secret, secret. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) Take it. if If you care about being cute, you won't fulfill your destiny. It's not about being cute. Your friends will come and say, oh boy, you know what? You tried. This thing is not going to work. Tell them. That is your prophecy. This is what God has said. I will see my children's children. To the third and fourth generation. That's what God has said. That's what God has said. You see, so everybody has a choice. You can listen to the negative voice or to God's voice. I pray today that you will listen to only God in the mighty name of Jesus because he has sent me to tell you that he will restore you. Some of us, we've lost grounds and territories. Now listen, listen carefully. God will restore you in the name of Jesus. And you can feel, oh, but maybe I'm not worthy, you know, pastor, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't meet up to God's standard, you know. Well, I have news for you. Ezekiel 36, verse 22 says, Therefore, give the people of God's favorite house this message from the sovereign, underlying sovereign Lord. In other words, I do whatever I want to do. I am bringing you back, but not because you deserve it. I'm doing it to protect my holy name. Hallelujah. You see, if, if there's something you have to uh, ensure in your life that people know you with God's name, 
if you are here, you are not known with God's name, it will change today. Oh. Because when people, when you are associated with God, God will do certain things for you, not because of you, but because of his name. Because of his name. Because of his name. He says, he says so why are you not afraid to, to, to do these crazy things you want to do? What if it fails? Is it my name? It's not my name. It's God's favorite house for a reason. Praise the name of the Lord. So when you seem broken beyond repair, someone said, God brings healing beyond belief. When you seem broken beyond repair, God brings healing beyond belief. You look at you like, wow. You mean God? You mean me? God says, yes, you. But don't let it get to your head, though. It's not because of you. I did it because of me. I mean, <laughs> many things I got to do. I'm like, wow, God, you love me. Oh, Jesus, you love me too much. Oh. Says, yes, that is true. But never forget, I didn't do this one because of you. I did it because of me. There are things God will do in your life beginning from today because of his holy name. So prophesying your destinies. There are three ways. Prophesy your destiny. The first is the words that you speak. The words that you speak. The words that you speak. Matthew 12, 37. It says, your words now reflect your faith. It says, either you will be justified by them or you will be condemned. A man's life cannot rise above the words that he speaks. A woman's life cannot rise above the words that she speaks. Your words shape your life. Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made you, Romans 4, 17, the father of many nations in the presence of God, of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. So God is saying, because you are mine, because you are made in my image, you, when you speak, you actually are calling things into existence that do not exist. So the words of your mouth, very powerful. You know, I've heard different, I mean, schools of thought on the scriptures, you know, and I read a lot of commentaries about, from our, our Western colleagues, you know, and some of them say that, oh, it is not true that man can use his words to change his life, that all sorts of theories. You know, I read one recently, I smiled, I said, this one has not seen battle. You know, when, when somebody that has not seen war, you wake up, there's power, there's, there's everything is working, you know, you don't even, what do you, I mean, what, 
Your demons are sophisticated. They are on the internet. Demons are just, they just that's where they are. But if you have demons from the village, that are trying to control your life, you will learn how to fight. Praise the name of the Lord. You will learn how to fight. Psalm 82, verse 6, the word of God says to us, that I said you are gods and you all are sons of the Most High. You are gods. <clears throat> so it means if God speaks it, you can. Jesus said it himself in John 10, 34. Is it not written that you are gods? You are gods. The words that you speak. Be careful. And there are some of us, the truth is, our parents or the people in authority over us have spoken negative words that have shaped our lives and we are struggling under the burden of those negative words. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, today we cancel those words Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. And for those of us that are parents, just refrain from cursing your children or from speaking Oh. Harsh words to your children. You know? A parent says, Oh, I'm not cursing, I'm not cursing the child. I'm just saying it will not be better for you. <laughs> Pastor, can't you say I'm not? I mean, Allah already knows me. God sees my heart. He said, Did somebody actually say that? Yeah. A man said that. I was just angry. I wasn't. I wasn't cursed. So I looked at the man and I said, oh God, that one is Ugbonge. Ugbonge curse. You know, unfortunately sometimes we, because we are educated and it's a fantastic thing to use your brain and all that. When we see things, we, we try to say to ourselves that, oh, I'm a realist. I just, I, I say things the way they are. Pastor, are you saying we should not say the truth? If, if the girl is stupid, should I not tell her she's stupid? Is that what you're saying, Pastor? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Really? Yeah. In fact, what God is saying to you is that don't call it as you see it. Call it as God sees it. Call it as God sees it. Don't call it as you see it. If you call it as you see it, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. But if you, if you, if you refuse to call it as you see it, and call it as God sees it. The 12 spies, classic example. God sent them to, 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 to check the land. Many times we make a huge mistake. We tell our children, oh, this is how I see it. This is, even though this is what the Bible says, but this is how I see it. Excuse me. What do you think you are? Sorry, who do you think you are? <laughs> this is how you see it. No. Don't call it as you see it. Call it as God sees it. And it, it will eventually become as you want to see it. The 12 spies, they make the, the mistake of their lives. Ten of them. They came back from spying the land. They said, 
Look, Oga, listen. We'll give you a balanced, a balanced report. Yes, we saw the grapes. Yes, it was a land flowing with milk and honey. But there are giants in the land. And they want to kill us. We were like grasshoppers before them. And they, they went on and on and on. And, 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 and Caleb and Joshua said, stop, 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 stop. Forget about the giants. We saw the land God said. We are able to take this land. But they said, your report is not complete. Joshua. There are also giants there. Caleb says, the giants will be bread for us. You call it as God sees it. Now, were there no giants there? But what do you expect from a land that is flowing with milk and honey? If you get to a land and you don't see giants, please don't, don't occupy it. Don't. Means the land is useless. Go and find the one that has correct giants. And take them on. Praise the name of the Lord. So, so God said to them in Numbers 14, 18, God said 28, God said to them, now tell them this. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. As you have spoken in my ears, says the KJV, so will I do unto you. Now, be careful. The words that you speak, they are actually prophesying your destiny. In fact, it's, it's more potent than any other prayer anybody can pray over you. Why? Because your words live with you every day. You sleep, you wake up. They are there, you are saying it. You have to change them. You have to change them. There's a story in 2 Kings um, 7, 1 to 2. Elisha said, this message is from the Lord. Now, Elisha didn't say, this message is from my analysis of economic indices. No. Elisha said what? This message is from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. By this time tomorrow, in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only a piece of silver. And 12 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. Now, that is like saying a bag of rice in Nigeria will cost 2,000 naira. <laughs> I know some of you are like, hey, pastor. <laughs> bag of rice that is more expensive than minimum wage. But listen, listen. Let me share it with you. Now, the things God showed me about Nigeria, you know, I, I, I said I, I'm, I'm careful because, hmm. But I'll share it. Just, just one speck with you. One speck. And that speck is this. Listen, listen. And by God's grace, I won't say what God has told. I'm sure you know that. Nigeria was waking up again. This nation is going to wake up again. It's not going to be by elections. 
piece of silver. <laughs> where, where did I stop? Okay, one piece of silver. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, that couldn't happen. Even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. But Elisha replied, never let the naysayers have the final say. Never. Every time they counter a prophecy of your life, counter it, counter it back. Make sure you always have a last say. That's what my grandmother taught us. My mom is there, by the way. <laughs> That's what my grandmother taught us. You must talk back and have your final say. Deeply spiritual. Elisha replied, you will see it happen with your eyes, but you will not be able to partake of it. You have none of it. You see, unfortunately, every time people disdain God's word, they see, but they don't become a part of it. But you will see, and you will become a part of it in the name of Jesus. Logic will not wreck your destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. So the words that you speak. Secondly, the name that you bear. The name that you bear. To prophesy your destiny, the name that you bear. is so powerful that people are even joining mouth boots to prophesy your destiny every time they call you. That name. There are certain names I don't even want to call. How can you name your child? He that comes with the masquerade. How can you name your child? He that the devil gave birth to. Some people's name actually means sorrow. Just Google it. And every time someone calls you that, let's say Mara, let's say Mara is the name. Every time somebody calls Mara, what they are doing actually is what? They are prophesying. They are prophesying. They are prophesying. So if your name is, is, is Joy, every time someone says Joy, they are prophesying. They are prophesying. They are prophesying. If your name is God loves me. <laughs> Every time. They are, and you see, the name's like that. God loves me. Very special people bear that name. <laughs> My parents were in the spirit when they gave that name. You know why it's so special? Because it's a double-edged sword. It blesses the one you call. It blesses you too. So when you say, when you call me, <laughs> you, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are reinforcing and prophesying into my life. And you are also prophesying into your own life. There's very few names like that. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, God said to Abraham in Genesis 17, verse 5, What's more, I'm changing your name. I'm tired of all this, Abraham. I'm changing your name, man. It will no longer be Abraham. Instead, you'll be called Abraham. 
for you will be the father of many nations. Abraham had father in it, but it means exhausted father. Exhausted father. That still didn't, it wasn't a bad name, but it still didn't pick the picture of what God wants for his destiny. Sometimes, many of us, we have good names, but it's not great enough to carry your destiny. The name is good, it's not bad, it's not the should be, it's not. Abraham was a good name. Exalted father. But God looked at him and said, Exalted father. You are the father of multitudes. So God had to change it. Even though it wasn't a bad name, even though it was a good name, God had to change it to the name that is commensurate to his destiny. You need to understand that sometimes God does that. Abraham means father of multitudes. Why? Because nothing prophesies your destiny more accurately than your name. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing prophesies your destiny more accurately than your name. Nothing. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. So number one, the words you speak. Number two, the names you bear. And number three, now, I mean, this is, they're all huge. <laughs> I'm going to spend some time here. It's by flowing with God, the creator. You prophesy your destiny by flowing with God, the creator. Ezekiel 37, 1 to 3 says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me down. It was flowing with God. And set him in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me around, all around them. There were very many lying in the valley. And they were very dry. He said to me, mortal, can these bones live? I answered, oh Lord, you know. From this first three passages of scripture from Ezekiel 37, we see three things jump, jump out at us. The, the first thing is, for you to flow with your creator, you have to see the problem for what it is. You see, I know I said, don't say it as you see it. Call, don't call it as you, as you see it. Call it as Augustus. It is not a statement of denial. In fact, God wants you to understand what you're up against. In verse 2, God took this guy and let, me, let him around. Look at what you are going to you are facing. See the magnitude of the challenge. Many times we want to bury our heads like ostriches and not, you know, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to look at it. No, 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 look at it. Look at the problem in your face. Check the reports. Look at what they are saying. So God is saying, see it as it is, but call it as God sees it. And that is the key. You see it as it is, but you call it as God sees it. Number two. And it's nested two now. You know. Realize it will take God to change the situation. 
Realize it, it will take God. And that is huge because it builds your dependency on God. It, 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 it ensures that you don't go off on a tangent. It ensures that you are in sync with God. And you see that without God, you can do nothing. The NRSV of verse 3 says, He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? God emphasized the fact that he was helpless. And now asked him a seemingly impossible question. The living Bible says, and he said to me, son of dust, can this both, just try and imagine. It's just like you take a, a little boy and maybe it's in primary school and you show him a board filled with calculus and say to him, little boy, can you solve this? How will he think? Or does he have a solution? Does this, can you resolve this equation? But Ezekiel did not say. When God asked him, and this is important, Ezekiel did not say, yes, I know they can live. Because you are God, you can do anything. <laughs> Many of you have read that scriptures and you have thought, why did Ezekiel say that? Doesn't he know God? Doesn't he know who he's talking to? But you see, there's an aspect of God that Ezekiel is teaching us here, and that is described in how he is addressed Sovereign Lord. Sovereign Lord. So, while Ezekiel knew that God can bring the bones back, Ezekiel didn't know if God was to bring the bones back. So, Ezekiel did not say, you can. The problem with a lot of us is arrogance. We think that we know God, you know, oh, God should do this, oh, God should do that. Who says? Who says? So, he didn't say that. He didn't say yes. Now, Ezekiel also didn't say no. I didn't, I don't know. He didn't say no. He didn't say, can these bones live? Ezekiel didn't say no, they can't live. He didn't let the problem overwhelm him. He didn't let the problem define his response. Ezekiel did not allow the problem or his thinking or his logic or like the, the, the advisor of the king that we read in, in 2 Kings 17 that, uh, that challenged Elisha. He, he didn't let his reasoning overwhelm him. He didn't say, ah, no, these bones cannot live. They are too dry. Maybe if you had asked me why they are, they are still skin. He, says, he didn't say that. And guess what? Not only did he, didn't he say, yes, they can. And he didn't say, no, they can't. Ezekiel also didn't say, I don't know if they can. He didn't say, I don't know. He didn't say, I don't know. He didn't say it. What is it? What was the significance of that? He didn't say, I don't know, because he, 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 he's, he's, he's not up to me. 
So he's asking me, can these bones live? And what did Ezekiel say? say? What did he say? He says, you know, Lord. When you put God in his place, God puts your problem in their place. When you put God in his place in your life, that this is you to me, you have the answer to it. God will step in and put every other thing in place for you. It says, oh, sovereign Lord, verse 3, oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know. If you say they can live, they can live. If you say they can't live, they can't live. Whoa. So, number three, very quickly, as you see, I jumped off out of doors here, is, is the obvious fact that the hand of the Lord must be upon you to flow with, with, with your creator, to flow with God. The hand of the Lord must be upon you. As you are here today, I have good news for you. The hand of the Lord is upon you. In the name of Jesus now, I'm going to say that again. <clears throat> Let me say it in a very spiritual way. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. But believe me, the hand of the Lord is upon you. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. It is upon you. I see, when, when, when the hand of the Lord being upon someone, the significance of that is that the hand is like a gate to the heart, to the spirit so of, 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 of the man. So when someone lays his hands upon you, the spirit the person is carrying is transferred. When Moses laid his hands upon Joshua, the Bible says that the spirit of wisdom that Moses was carrying, was, Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom. Because Moses had laid his hands upon him. So when God lays his hand upon you, like he laid his hand upon Ezekiel, God is filling you with his spirit. So that the words that you speak will not be your words in the spiritual. You can be hearing yourself. But in the supernatural, they are hearing the creator of the heavens and the earth. You can be hearing yourself when you command the demons to go, but the demons will be hearing the voice of their maker. And that is why they will go. Praise the name of the Lord. You know the song singing. Maria. Maria. 
Jesus. Everyone in this place. Your maker is laying his hands upon you. Even right now. In the name of Jesus. And once we are filled with God's spirit, we can now expect to manifests in the prophetic like God. And how he does it is clear. Romans, that same Romans 4, 17. I know we've been there for a while. He says, this is what the scriptures mean. When God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed him, believed in God. Who won? Brings the dead back to life. And two, creates new things out of nothing. The God who won does what? Brings the dead back to life. And two, does what? Create new things out of nothing. So, so the first parts that we see is God from pre-existing parts, pre-existing matter, pre-existing energy, creating things. Creation from pre-existing things. So even if all you have left is dry bones, congratulations, you have the raw materials for God to work with. If you say, for pastor, this is not, if it were dead, I know God can raise from the dead. But it's not only dead, it is, it is decayed, it is dried up. It's not only dried, the skeletons are scattered. And they are very dry. And you're like, this situation, can God do anything? God is saying, I'm a master. Give me the dry bones. And I will give you life. So, just creating from pre-existing parts is, I mean, science does that a lot. You know, you mix this with that, you know. Every form of human creation is from pre-existing parts. And God does that. And we see that in the, in the valley of dry bones. Secondly, creation, what, what is called creation ex nihilo. That's a Latin word to mean from nothing. Creation ex nihilo. From nothing. From nothing. That is, 
God can create from nothing. Science states that matter can neither be created nor destroyed. That's what science says. True or false? But God says in Luke 21, verse 33, that heaven and earth will pass away. That word pass away means cease to exist. They will be destroyed. So God is saying, I have the power to destroy matter. But my word will not pass away. But, so God is saying, that, that you need to get this, that everything, this, this matter can never be created or destroyed, but can only be converted from one form to another, solid to liquid, liquid to gas, gas to plasma, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's what science says. And when you break matter down, you know, you have atoms, you know, and all that. Then, then physics now, basic physics. I did you guys do physics in school. <laughs> oh, Lord. Then the atoms, then you have the neutrons, the protons, then you have the electrons that are spinning, you know. I know, I know, I know. I'm just seeing the periodic table right now. <laughs> But, 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 but the point is, the point is this. Science says that the, the, the smallest unit that is indestructible is actually matter that is made up of atoms. And God is saying that can and will be destroyed. This indestructible unit is my word. It's my word. My word cannot be destroyed. The word that I speak will always come to pass. God says, heaven and earth will pass away. But not my word. Heaven and earth will be destroyed. Matter will be totally destroyed, but not my word. So God is saying, the component of creation is my word. Mortal, prophesy. Prophesy. Say. This is what the Lord says. Prophesy. And that is why you are going to create today. Because it's going to be his word. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's what makes all the difference. He says, if I send my word to heal, it heals. If I send my word to deliver, it delivers. If I send my word to bless, it blesses. If I send my word to promote, it promotes. And God has sent his word today to you to heal and you will be healed. He has sent his word to you today for deliverance, you will be delivered. He has sent his word today for restoration, you are restored. He has sent his word today for your freedom, you will be free. And you are free. Now listen, you may be hearing my voice from the speakers. But your situation are hearing the voice of the creator. And that is why they will respond. That's why they will respond. Oh, yes. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent his word and he healed them and snatched them from the doors of death. God's word is omnipotent. As all the power. And in the, in the case of Ezekiel, in the Valley of Dry Bones, Ezekiel 37, God did a combination of pre-existing parts 
and creation ex nihilo. Today, in your life, God will do a combo. He will create from existing parts everything in you that is becoming weak, that is losing life, or that has lost life. God will take it and God will bring it back to life. Everything in you that is missing on this to be replaced, God will remove it and God will put a new one in it. In the name of Jesus. That's what we see in Ezekiel 37. God saying to Ezekiel, prophesy, Ezekiel. Your first prophecy is to the tangible. Prophesy to the tangible, to the natural, to the pre-existing parts. Speak to the bones. Say to them, come together. Flesh is going to cover you. Prophesy to the pre-existing part." And Ezekiel said, when I am done, Ezekiel 37, 7 and 8, and when I am done, that they stood, but lifeless. God says, I'm going to show you the second parts of creation. Uh-huh. Prophesy to the intangible, Ezekiel. Speak to the winds. The winds there means spirits, breath. Speak to the supernatural. So this bones, this, this, this situation might be something impossible in your life. But today, it will become a mighty army. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The bones may represent Nigeria. You can look at Nigeria and, and you think it's an impossible situation. But thus says the Lord. Nigeria will become a great nation. The last shall be the first. You can write it down. <laughs> the last shall be the first. In the name of Jesus. There are people here. The best way I can describe it is with a game of chess. The enemy has been checking you. Check. 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 And your king has been running up and down as it were on the board. But right now, because he just wants to take you out, he made another move so that he can corner you. And because of that move he made, God is creating an opening for you to checkmate There are people here. It's your move, and that move is checkmate. Yeah. If you don't know what that means, well, I don't know. <laughs> okay, let me put it this way. That move, the next move, you are the winner. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. So he said, verse 9, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, mortal. Prophesy, son of dust. Prophesy, son of man. You are nothing. But when you speak my word, my word takes the power and brings the creation. Thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath. Breath, breathe upon the slain. 
So it takes the supernatural to create ex- nihilo. Everything that needs to be created in your life will be created. Amen. And in verse 10, it says, So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came into them. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, breath will come into you. Breath will come into your situation. Not only will you stand as a mighty army, breath will come into you in the name of Jesus. And they lived. You will not only exist, you will live. You will live an abundant life in the name of Jesus. And they stood on their feet. You will stand on your feet. Now, if you had a video, God said to us, so I'm saying to you, by extension, thus says the Lord, you will no longer be a hewer of wood and a fetcher of water. You will no longer be in servitude. You will stand on your own feet. You will gain your territories. You will not lose your territories. You will become a very great army. In the name of Jesus. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. Let's give the Lord a big, 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 big hand. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. I want you to begin to talk to God. Just talk to God in a way. Today, your life is going to change. You came in one way. You're going back, loaded by the power of the Most High God. We're about to enter into the prophetic and prophesy prophecies that will change destinies. If you are here, you're not born again. Jesus is not the Lord of your life. Or you used to be born again, but you're backsliding. You're saying, I want the hand of the Lord upon me. Pastor, I want to be a child of God so that the hand of the Lord can be upon me. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to be a partaker of all that God has for me. That is me, Pastor. Wherever you are seated, put up your hand now over your head. Quickly, if I put up your hand, put up your hand. Well, shoot it up. Well, over your head. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Over there. Keep the hands up. Shoot it up and keep it up. God bless you. Right there. Keep the hands up at the gallery. God bless you. Over there. Over there. Another hand there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. That is me. Keep the hands up. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. That is me. Keep the hands up. You are saying, Pastor. Pray with me. I want the breath of God to enter into me. Right now, I am not aligned. God bless you. Keep the hands up. That is me. God bless you. Right there. God bless you. That is me. Another hand over there. God bless you. Right there at that corner. God bless you. Ushers, please take note of those that you're giving cards to. If you have a card, please put down your hand so that we can see the people that are putting up their hands for the first time. At the overflow, if you are saying, Pastor, I'm here. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. Even if you are at the overflow, raise your hand to heaven. God bless you. I can see that hand at the overflow. Keep right there on your right hand. Yes, that hand. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Keep the hands up. That is me, Pastor. That is me. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my brother. You're taking these steps. You're coming from death to life. God bless you. That hand, I can see you. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand for now and, and begin to pray. God bless you. Right, right there. Another hand there. Keep the hands up. There's nothing to be ashamed about. You have come to meet your creator. 
The rest of us, let's pray. If you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, can we pray in other tongues? Just pray in tongues. If you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, just pray, just pray, just pray, just pray, just pray in tongues. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Put up that hand. We are waiting for you. Put it up over your head. Shoot it up high. And we'll pray together. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Keep the hands up until you get a card. Keep the hands up until you get a card. God bless you. And a hand there. Right beside you. God bless you. Right beside you. That is me. What are you waiting for, my sister? Put up that hand. My brother, what are you waiting for? Today, there's going to be a shaking. There's going to be a tearing. Bone is going to come to bone. God bless you. Bone is going to come to bone. Shoot up that hand and take the card. In the overflow, put the hands up and take a card. That is me. God bless you. Another hand there. God bless you. Another hand right there. Right there. You can right there at the back. Right at the back. I can see a hand there. Right at the back. Keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. That is me. God bless you. Another hand there. Right at the back. God bless you. That is me. Pastor. Pastor, pray with me. God himself wants to change your life. That is me. Put up that hand over your head. If you have the card, for now, you can put down the hand. But if you don't have a card yet, can you wave to me? Wave to me. If you're in the overflow, I don't have a card yet. Just wave to me. Now, if you have a card... You are going to get up on your feet. You are going to stand and you are going to come forward. Let's pray together for the Lord. Ushers, let's encourage them. Let's, let's encourage this ones. Get up on your feet and come forward. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. You are welcome. Ushers, let's encourage them. You know who you've given your cards to. Encourage them to come forward. From the overflow, get up and come. From the overflow, get up, get up. Get up and come. Keep coming, keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming. God bless you. Get up. Get up and come. God bless you. That is me, Pastor. That is me. Keep coming. You're saying, Pastor, can I join them? Yes, you can. Get up. From the overflow, keep coming. Let's, let's clap for them. Let's keep clapping. Let's keep clapping. Let's keep clapping. Can I join these ones? Yes, you can, my brother. Get up and come. My sister. Yes, you can. Get up. Get up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Goodbye,
for you. We are waiting for you, my brother. Oh, we are waiting for you. hands and let's pray for our brothers and our sisters if you're in front, why don't you talk to God and say to him that he should have mercy upon you, just, just say to him, Lord, I come to you I come to you, I come to you today, let's pray for them, come on from your heart, remember the day you gave your life to Jesus, if you are saved oh, sometimes you don't even know if you are doing the right thing, but looking back you are grateful to God that you made the call, oh Father we thank you, keep coming my sister, God bless you, keep coming can I still come? Yes, you can. Keep coming. Just keep coming. Let's, let's pray for them. Let's pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray for these ones, Lord, that you have drawn to yourself. We ask, my Father, that you save them to the uttermost according to your word in the name of Jesus. Breathe upon them, Lord. Change their lives totally and let your name be glorified in these lives. Father, everyone here, will be used by you. Every one of them, Father, will be used for your glory. Every one of them will push back the kingdom of darkness and will establish your kingdom and your name will be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. Honor and glory be given to you, Father. Honor and glory be given to you. Jesus' mighty name we are praying.